Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. On this episode, we're joined by the Bournemouth Echoes' Tom Crocker with Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, the focus. Tom is going to provide us with a little bit of insight into United's summer recruits, Fraser's creativity and Wilson's eye for goal. And how will the pair settle on Tyneside? So make a brew, settle in and join us for the latest episode of the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Tom, thanks very much for joining us. Um, we've just been speaking there off camera and we're talking about the excitement up on Tyneside over Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser. Um, just how big of a loss will they be to Bournemouth and just what are Newcastle getting? They, if you look at it, they seem to be getting two quality Premier League players. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think everyone will be looking back to sort of 2018-19 rather than last season. I mean, last season didn't go well for the club or for them sort of personally really they didn't really hit the heights of the, the previous season but like you say that the season they had the year before especially together to get them both at the same time together at a new club I think is going to be quite exciting I think they've shown that they can they can produce for each other and they can do it at the Premier League level um, say in terms of is it a big loss I mean obviously Fraser's been gone a little while they started the season again without him he didn't sort of sign his new deal so they've been sort of got to terms with that on a little bit and in terms of Wilson I think as soon as they went down, it's never to where he's going to go, really. I think he's got his eyes on the Euros next summer, which is which is understandable given sort of his age. This is the ideal time for him to, to get back in the England squad and he's going to have to be in the Premier League to do that. So it's it obviously it's two, two big players for him in, in recent years, but it's not come as a sort of a, a huge surprise. I think they've sort of been planning for it in the last sort of few weeks, really, to lose both of them. Now, Newcastle's need for a striker was blatantly obvious, uh, but we'll concentrate on Ryan Fraser first of all. Yep. Um, Newcastle have got quite a few midfielders, quite a few creative midfielders. Goals is what they seem to be lacking. Um, and you mentioned there that last season wasn't the best for either player. I mean, Fraser only got one goal, 16 mm-hmm. goals in his time in the Premier League. I think it's 16 in 120. Um, is that something he needs to improve on, do you think? Is his goal ratio or is he more that creative player who will be provided in the assists? Yeah, I think he's is sort of more of a creator, really. I mean, he takes to quite a lot of set pieces at Bournemouth. I mean, I'm not sort of sure what the pecking order is at Newcastle, but I mean, he, he provided a few assists from that. And I think if I remember rightly, his goal last season was sort of a free kick, which ended up going all the way in. I think it was a bit of a fluke, to be honest. But he's, yeah, in terms of his the season before that, he got quite a few. They got a lot of assists and, and scored goals as well. And that I think that sort of showed everyone that he can add goals to his game. Obviously, like you say, he's played a lot of games, but a lot of those were as a substitute in the first few years, I think. So it sort of skews it a little bit but I think given his age now and he's he is mainly a creator but I think he's shown like say he's shown a couple of years ago that he can score and if he's if he's in the sort of form he was in then he's going to get in around the goal and he's, he's got goals in him for sure but yeah last season for a host of reasons didn't didn't go as it as he would have liked it to and like I say only one goal is, was, was disappointing from his point of view and for the team but the season before he's shown that he can do it so I think that there is certainly goals in him if, if they can get him in sort of the right sort of area to the pitch really now, a lot of people are impressed with his interview on the club website. Um, mm. But a few people just saying, well, you know, he didn't want to play after the football restarted during lockdown. Um, and you mentioned the season prior to last season when he he played really well. 
Do you think his head was turned? Is there a bit of an issue there with attitude or is it more he had ambitions and he maybe let his ambition, you know, thoughts of a top six side get ahead of him and he got distracted? What what happened there? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because, I mean, he's the sort of character he is. It's one you wouldn't have expected to happen to him. I mean, I remember speaking to him at the end of that 2018-19 season after he'd done so well and obviously he had the contract situation there and I know sort of players say all the time that they'll sort of focus on where they are and all that sort of thing but from speaking to him regularly you can see he's the type of character that really he just wants to play football and he doesn't really wouldn't really bother where it was I and mean, he sort of said like it, it was pretty clear at that point he probably wasn't going to sign up a deal but the club didn't want to let him go they were happy to let him go for free if it, that's what it took and from the way he was speaking he was sort of okay with, with that he was happy where he was he was having to play out another season he wasn't going to sort of kick up a fuss about it um, if he got a move last season then great but as soon as the club said they weren't sort of going to let him go he was happy to, to do that I mean in terms of what happened after that I'm not sort of entirely sure who was sort of advising him and things like that and obviously I think naturally when you are getting linked he was linked with all the top clubs last season I think that is it's going to turn him a little bit his head and he came out and interviewed around sort of Christmas time I mean he's, he's Professionally honest from sort of a journalist's point of view, when you speak to him, it sort of gets me a little bit bothered, I think, from the club. But he, he came out and sort of said that it, it did affect him, that he wasn't sort of doing everything he could for the team and that it was, his head was turned a little bit to the future. And I mean, you don't sort of tend to hear players admit that, but as soon as he did, he sort of knuckled down after that between sort of January and March. And then, yeah, I mean, the way it sort of ended from not coming back and playing the rest of the season, I think that's naturally left it on a bit of a sour note with fans because. They hoped to come back and try and keep him up, and then go after that. I think they would have, they would have sort of lived with that a little bit. But um, yeah, so the, the, I think the whole situation—it's it's not something that he's really used to. It's the first time he's been in that situation in his career. He's, he's generally much more focused on what's happening on the pitch. And as soon as these, all these other factors came in, I think it did get on top of him a little bit, and that I think that hampered him for the first half of last season. Were you surprised that it's Newcastle he's ended up at? You know, given that he was linked to Arsenal, linked to Spurs. Is it a surprise that he's had at the time side? Uh, I mean, not massively. I mean, given sort of his, if, if he was to go last summer, then maybe. Because obviously, like I say, he was linked with all the big clubs. But last season, he was called one goal, and I think four assists. And for most of last season, wasn't wasn't looking like a top sort of six player, really. But I know moving back up north is quite a big thing for him as well. Obviously, with a family, it's still obviously quite quite away from him to visit his family in Scotland. But it's a lot closer than it was down here. So I think that would have played a big, a big part. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's certainly something. Obviously, it sounds like in fact he knew Callum was coming as well, and it's I think Newcastle is still a massive club. I mean, obviously they're not in Europe or anything like that, but it's still a big, big historic club, and I think that would have certainly been of interest to him. And given the geographical position of it as well, I think all those things combined make it just a great place for him to, to sort of make a fresh start. Really. Now, players like John Joe Shelby, Alan St. Maxman, they've all spoken about how Steve Bruce kind of makes them believe in themselves. He gives them confidence. What kind of player is Ryan Fraser? Does Ryan Fraser need an arm around the shoulder? Does he need that ego boost sometimes? Is he similar to the likes of Shelby and St. Maxman in terms of, you know, the manager kind of saying, you know, you are this great player, you have this talent and making them feel like, you know, they're on top of the world? I think so. I mean, him and Eddie, had a, Eddie Howard had a really, really close relationship. So when he, so first came in for Aberdeen, he was a little kid really back in 2013 and he wasn't really in the side very much and obviously a long way from home and it was, it was a struggle for him at the start and he wasn't really playing. Uh, went out alone to Ipswich and I think worked really well under Mick McCarthy, I think it was Mick McCarthy at the time um, and then came back and was sort of on the bench and started becoming an impact sub and then forced away into the team and I mean 
when he got settled in the team, sort of him and Eddie, Eddie never said a bad word about him, even sort of during the contract talks and things like that. And when it was pretty clear he was going to go, he, those two were, were really close. And I think, yeah, I think even now they'll still probably stay in touch when all this sort of blows over. It's though that relationship was, was quite key, I think, and getting that out of him, that belief that he could could push on to to the levels that he has done. And yeah, I think like say Steve Bruce from looking from the outside seems a similar sort of character in terms of the man management and things like that. And I think that's someone that Fraser can can work pretty well with. So oh yeah, I think that that's obviously not sort of privy to what those discussions were, but I imagine the conversation with Bruce to Fraser probably played a pretty key part in, in his decision as well. You mentioned Callum Wilson, obviously the Bournemouth uh, ex Bournemouth player who's joined Newcastle. How crucial do you think he would have been to Ryan Fraser agreeing the deal? Obviously, the deal with Ryan Fraser had been days, if not weeks, in the making, but there was a bit of delay. Callum Wilson ended up actually being unveiled before him. Um, do you think seeing that ambition that they were signing, not just you know a Premier League proven striker, but someone that Fraser knows really well, someone he's got a good relationship with? Do you think that played a part in Fraser agreeing or you know finally agreeing to sign for Newcastle United? Yeah, I mean, sort of the, the character of Fraser. I mean, he's he has a lot of sort of close friends within within the squad. I mean, a lot of close group of friends, and some of them have been leaving over the last few years. And I think he was left sort of the, the core group of them are pretty much gone. So I think having someone like Callum up there with him just to, to get him started, I think somebody would have been a big a big boost. I mean, I think they lived on the same sort of street. I think you just told me a couple of years ago when they got all those sort of assists and goals together. So they're they're pretty close on and off the pitch. So I'm pretty sure that would have played quite a big part and like you say he's, he, he, scored, he knows he can score goals and he knows he's going to help the team those two so I think the fact he's got someone coming up there with him um, he, he may well have signed anyway That's, um, like I say there's sort of lots of factors from signing but I'm sure that could have only helped his decision again Callum Wilson then another person who was linked to some you know top teams um, and in the end is obviously signed for Newcastle eight goals last season but you know, he said in the interview with the club website that I'm quoting here, not something I'd like to associate myself with. So I'll be looking to get double figures as soon as possible. You know, having the, the two injuries that he's had, um, you know, it's good to see him back and fully fit. A gamble for Newcastle or is he over them injuries? I mean, obviously he's out of medical, so, you, you know, you must be, but, you know, you, you still get the questions about, mm. I remember when Demba Barr signed for Newcastle and he had a, knee injury and everyone was or West Ham wouldn't touch him because of the knee injury or something like that anyway um, and you know he ended up being brilliant for Newcastle so how 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 did he bounce back from them two injuries Callum Wilson? Yeah I think that he's sort of well over there now that was a good couple of years ago he's gone and played for England since that so he's sort of I think well well through that and like you say the first one I think he said before was a blow and to get the second one again just when he was getting going Premier League again was a a massive, massive setback. But the fact he's come back from them now, I guess he's sort of he's got more minutes to give in the legs if you want. If he's obviously signed a long term deal at Newcastle, and you'd imagine he's got plenty of football in him if he can stay free, injury free. Which I think, if I remember last season, I think he only missed two or three games from memory, someone from suspension actually. But yeah, he's so I don't think injuries are really a big, a big problem in terms of that now. So I don't think he's, he's going to be worrying about that. I think he's played pretty much all the games for Bournemouth the last couple of seasons, really since he'd come back. So. Yeah, like I say, some clubs look at it and will perhaps be a bit uh, a bit put off by it. But Newcastle splashed the money out for him, and he was on he was on Bournemouth's best play player last season, so they clearly won't worry about it either. So I don't think that's going to hold him back really now. Good to see that he has that ambition, that desire to to get into double figures for next season. Obviously, he's got that hunger and that desire to to get into the England squad. And I guess the fact that the Euros have been postponed until next summer. 
maybe for, it, it suits both Newcastle and Callum Wilson in a way because Newcastle have not only got a, a, a Premier League proven striker, but they've got someone who's got that added motivation as well because he wants to, you know, be part of that squad, um, you know, heading into the Euro Championships next summer. Yeah, obviously he's not in the squad currently, so the chance there he may well have missed out if it was this summer. That's just the, the way it's worked out. So it's his form, like I say, he's got eight goals, I think, from what you said in the interview there and just from seeing in the season it wasn't his sort of standards really I think he ended up with eight goals which was more than anyone else in the team which says a lot but for the majority of the season he wasn't up to the standard that he has been in previous years so there's a lot of reasons for that the team obviously wasn't functioning for large parts as well they ended up going down so it's not all on him but there were a lot of he sort of scored I remember I can't think it was the start of the season I think he said to try and get, he wanted to try and get like I think it was two goals from every month and just keep the goals ticking and then you end up with a good tally in the end and he ended up getting three or four quite early and then went sort of 10 games without scoring and sort of score again. So he was quite sort of patchy last season, which he, he would go a long run of games without even sort of getting chances or shots, which was a big worry. And yeah, I mean, when they, towards the end of the season, he started to look a, a bit, a little bit brighter again, but say last season was sort of one to write off for him. I think he's obviously been signed more for his, his season before that really. And I think he's, he's at a good age where he can definitely get back to those sort of levels now. He's in them kind of peak ages, isn't he? Mm. I mean, obviously, he'll, he'll come to Newcastle. He'll be well aware of the history of that number nine shirt if he does indeed get it. Um, and the strikers that have gone before him, the pressure that you know that number one striker has on Tyneside. And we had Joe Linton last season who struggled, you know, one uh, Premier League goal. I think John Joe Shelby was the top scorer with something like six from midfield. So, how will Calum Wilson handle that pressure? Because, you know, he is moving to a club with uh, expectation. You know, they want everyone to try the hardest. Um, and if you do that, you'll get respect. Um, but, you know, that number nine shit or even just the main striker will carry such um, high expectation and weight. So how will how will he handle that, do you think? Yeah, like I say, I think obviously at Bournemouth in the last few years, he had all the credit in the bank of getting them promoted and battling back from the injuries, but he's pretty much starting fresh. Now the Newcastle fans aren't going to be too concerned about how he's done in the past. He's got to come and hit the ground running. But, I think last season when they were in trouble for a lot of the season, all the players always said, like, Callum's the guy who's going to get us out of this. So he had that responsibility pretty much pretty much all the time. Um, I mean, it sounds like he might be playing sort of a bit of a different system in Newcastle from what he's been used to, but I think he's a sort of character as well. He's He knows if he wants to get anything to he's going to have to score goals for starters. So he's he's got the that inner pressure from himself anyway. He wants to put right, I think, what happened last season where, like I say, he said himself, it wasn't, wasn't what he wanted to to do last season so I think he's got his own internal pressures and yeah obviously there's added pressure when all the fans are back in St James's Park it's going to be sort of quite unforgiving if he isn't if he sort of doesn't start in the target but I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to be okay with the with handling the pressure side of it it's just if he can get off to a good start and then he, like I say he's one of those strikers who can go on a run of goals and if he can get them early then I think he'll be perfectly fine And what sort of character is he because um being up in Newcastle, obviously, I don't know what it's like in Bournemouth, but Newcastle is a bit unique in in certain certain uh, circumstances because it's if you're walking around the city and you're out, you know, you're going to get dozens of people, and um, respectively, but coming for an autograph for a photograph, you know, it is life up here dictates how people feel on a Monday when we do get back to the office, if we ever get back to the office. Um, is it is that different to how it is in Bournemouth? Do you, do you think the pressure will be? Slightly like life up here is going to be slightly different because obviously the city and, and what have you, and it means it means so much to two fans. I'm not saying it doesn't the Bournemouth fans, but is it going to be slightly different? Do you think, and how will he handle that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously hard to say, but definitely without obviously having lived out there at all. But I mean, I, I get what you mean. It's I think down here that he'd lived pretty much a, a quiet private life where away from the pitch where he's, he's very family orientated. He's got his, got his kid and I think he's, he tries to keep himself to himself. But at the same time, if, if he sees fans, I know he's got he had a good relationship with fans for the majority of his time at the club. And I think he, from where he's come from, obviously his early years in, in the Midlands, where he's come from up there, he's, he, he knows the sort of humble beginnings, if you like. And I think he's, I think he'd be more than happy. It, it, it might be a slight change straight away from, from how it's been from here. Obviously everyone knows him now more than they did when he was sort of around at well, Coventry maybe. But yeah, I think he's, as somebody scoring, I'm sure the fans are going to be pretty happy with him. So I'm sure he'd be, be perfectly fine with speaking to them. I mean, it's, it's majority basically what happens on the pitch is going to dictate that, isn't it? But yeah, I'd say the character he is, he's, he knows where he's sort of come from, where he wants to try and get to. So I don't, I don't see that being a big problem for him really. I think it'd be, think it'd be okay. And what kind of what what are his best uh, attributes and on the pitch? Um, what would what stands out for you when you watch him play? So when he's in sort of top form, I mean it's his his, his pace and ability to sort of run in behind and just be a real nuisance for centre backs. Really, I mean he loves to sort of shove defenders about. Probably when he sometimes when he shouldn't do, but I mean he gets involved with that sort of thing. And well, when he's when he is in top form, he's, he's a great finisher if you get him chances. As long as there's people up and around him, I mean that form he tend they tend to play sort of. 4-4-2 with a striker just playing behind him and helping him out sort of the running that side of things so then he would, he would when he got the ball around the box he'd tend to score but um, I mean last season like I say it's, it's, a bit, it's somewhat different to the previous season sort of how it went but before that he always looked so I think the pace and the just the movement that he had around the box and that's, that's showed by that I think he scored 14 goals a couple of seasons ago so that's, that's not a bad return at all really um, except for a sort of mid-table team so yeah I think his finishing is his pace and movement up front when he's in top form and just, just being a real nuisance to the defenders really is what is what he'll hope to try and get back to this season. A few people on on Twitter, mostly kind of opposition fans or very, very disgruntled Newcastle fans, thankfully they're in the kind of minority with these uh, two signings, but they point out that along with Jamal Lewis, who set a sign from Norwich, um, you've got three their players who've, who've been relegated and we're you know coming from championship sides um who will play in the championship next season. Um does that matter? I mean I've put the argument out that it really doesn't matter. You've seen Nathan Ake ahead at Manchester City. Um, you know, they're Premier League quality players, aren't they, where Wilson and Fraser? Yeah, I was gonna say obviously you've seen Ake's gone to Man City, Sheffield United signed Ramsdale. I mean, they're all sort of picking off these Bournemouth players, which sort of makes you wonder why why they did go down and all these players are as good as all these clubs want them and they did so well the previous seasons to, to stay up relatively comfortably really I mean last season was massively underachieved I think as a squad there was various issues different reasons why but I think at the start of last season Eddie Howe said it's the best squad he's ever had so I mean those those players then become bad players overnight really um, like I say Wilson, Fraser Ake have all proved themselves for years in the Premier League um, one bad season I don't think is it clearly hasn't put teams off signing obviously Fraser was a free which makes them perhaps a bit more attractive but Kind of wasn't was playing for England last season. I mean, it's, it's not like he's, he's suddenly fallen off a cliff in terms of that. He's he's been scoring in Premier League for what four or five years now. So yeah, I don't think that's a that's you can see why fans would say obviously if if they start and don't perform well, they'll say they're obviously they're poor last season. They're still poor now, but I don't think that's the reason Bournemouth went down wasn't solely because of one or two players. It was a sort of big collective thing and. And yeah, I mean, like I say, they've shown they are, like say, Premier League quality players, and it's just about them now getting back to the, the form they had maybe a couple of seasons ago rather than last season. 
Penultimate question then. Um, West Ham on Saturday for Newcastle. Callum Wilson, will he be fit and ready to go? Has he had a, a decent enough pre-season with Bournemouth? Uh, I mean, he hasn't played. But they had There are two friendlies. Um, the first one, they went out to Benfica and played and he missed it with, with a slight Achilles injury is what they said. Um, and then the second one, they played West Ham actually at the weekend and he wasn't involved, I think, presumably because this, this transfer was all going through. So he hasn't played games, but he has been training as with, with the rest of the group for the majority of the, what is it, three or four weeks they've had now. So... Uh, he always scored, tends to score against West Ham, so I think he's pretty keen to, to get out there and, and do it again. So I'm pretty sure he sounds like he's going to be okay to play in terms of sort of match fitness and things. He hasn't really had much. I mean, to phrase it a little bit different, he hasn't played since March at all. So whether I imagine he's going to take a little bit of time to get up to speed, you would have thought. But in terms of Wilson, I think the injury sounds like he might have had was just a minor one and he's been training. That's the rest of the Mavenus, I think. He, he played obviously all the games as well before, before just just like a month ago really. So it's not not like they've had a massive break. So I'm sure he'd be fine to go and looking forward to going off against West Ham. And just finally, then, can you see why Newcastle United fans or the majority of Newcastle United fans are excited about these two signings? I mean, you've watched them play for Bournemouth over the years. Um, do you do you share Newcastle fans' optimism that you know these are two really good additions to that squad? Yeah, I mean, like I say, obviously a lot of the Bournemouth fans are looking at particularly Fraser in particular and they were they've departed in poor terms I mean there's no sort of getting around that which is a real shame so he was a real fan's favourite before last season obviously the fact he didn't sort of help help them try and stay up in the last few weeks it was it, obviously he hasn't gone down too well as you can imagine but in terms of their performances and the the way those two linked up I think 12 goals they combined for a couple of seasons ago which is what I've got I think a record for a 38 game season so they're, they're clearly they know they're, they've got a good relationship they're coming straight in Obviously, they'll see sort of get used to the system, things like that. But they've proven they can play together. They've proven they can do it at the Premier League for a good few seasons. So yeah, like I say, Newcastle fans, they have reason to be to be excited about what they what they could potentially deliver if they can get back to the, the form they had a couple of years ago. So yes, both of those players think need the new challenge. Now they've been at Bournemouth for a long time, so I'm sure they're, they're well keen to get going. And yeah, I'm very interested to see how they get on this season now.